Where do I go? Where will I be? It's who I am. What will they see? Maybe I pray. Yeah. At the end of my days. Yeah. What will they say? What will they say? What's up, y'all? Welcome to episode 21. Pretty sure it's Venta, Venta Uno. Um, I'm going to be working on getting uh, some more interviews out so you don't have to just listen to my ornery voice. Uh, but um, So that should be coming out probably next week um, and maybe the week thereafter too. So just trying to get different perspectives and hear different stories um, and try to take something from them. So anyways, this week we're going to talk about Floyd, the famous boxer. And we think Floyd the famous boxer, we automatically think Floyd Mayweather. Well, we're not going with Floyd Mayweather today. We're going to go and talk about someone named Floyd Patterson. Uh, maybe the much less famous, but I would argue um, the better, more well-rounded man, Floyd Patterson. Um, he didn't have quite the impressive record that Floyd Mayweather did. But anyways, Floyd Patterson was an American boxer from the 1950s uh, through the 70s. He was a heavyweight title boxer. And in 1959, Ingmar Johansson was a boxer who went up to fight him and take try to take away his heavyweight title back. Johansson was a um, he was a big time underdog. Everybody knew it. He was from Sweden, um, and at that time, I don't think they had anybody really relevant in that country in boxing. And going into that fight in 1959, Floyd trained hard. Um, he was obviously talented, but there became very obvious, especially as the fight went in, there's something lacking, whether it's hunger, whether it's laziness, whether um, he, he looked impatient, but quite honestly, was he bored? The question maybe was he bored? Um, and perhaps was he overconfident? And you can actually see as you watch the fight between Ingemar Johansson and Floyd Patterson, you can actually see it sort of happen uh, throughout the fight, the first fight. And the overconfidence and maybe the lack of hustle is probably what stood out. And what's interesting about overconfidence and hustle is, yeah, they do. They do stand out. Overconfidence does stand out. And hustle does stand out. Sometimes the lack of hustle stands out. And the lack of hustle, I think about Manny Machado, who's a Major League Baseball player. And he was quoted as saying, I'm not the type of player that's going to be Johnny Hustle. Like, I think sometimes even in, in school and we were growing up, it was like cool not to try hard. Like, it's cool to not try hard. I don't want to get A's because that I don't want to, I want to look cool too. And so lack of hustle. Manny Ramirez, another one, Manny being Manny. Manny was extremely talented, but Manny was Manny and he was overconfident. A lot of times he didn't know if there was one, two, three outs. He had, he had no idea obviously uber talented but also overconfident um i think we'll certainly all be caught goofing off napping not paying attention probably when we should be so this isn't condemn to condemn these people i think sometimes we're all guilty of thinking we're better than we actually are another one that is my personal favorite is sam cassell boy sam cassell if you look up his name so he was a point guard in the early 2000s played for the kings and the clippers and I can't remember who else. Um, probably joined LeBron too. But anyways, Sam Cassell was a really, really talented point guard. Well, if you look up his name on Google, you'll type in Sam Cassell. And the next thing that will pop up is Big Ball Dance. And so Sam Cassell had made a trademark for this dance he did where he basically, this man took his hands under his groin and made it look like he had the biggest balls in the world because he was just that good. 
what's hilarious is Sam Cassell hit a big three in the playoffs. I can't remember the year. Um, but to take the lead in a clutch game, he went, then proceeds to come down the court doing the big ball dance, and he actually fractured his hip in the playoffs. Well, the next round, they came up against the buzzsaw and the uber-disciplined man, the GOAT, Kobe Bryant. Sam Cassell couldn't even play against the Lakers very hardly much because of his fractured hip from doing the big ball dance. And he met the exact opposite of non-discipline, lack of hustle, Kobe Bryant, and he, he was defeated. And it goes back to the previous episode. He might have been more like Babe than he was like Lou. Anyways, during the fight, uh, Patterson really didn't think there was a chance he was going to lose leading up to the fight. But what's really interesting about boxing in many sports is there's a moment where you can see the re- they start to accept the reality that they're probably going to lose and get upset. In the third round alone, Patterson was knocked down seven times. Seven times. And now they let, they let the fights go a little bit longer probably than they should have, um, especially when you watch the video of these fights. But he got back up seven times in the third round. He ended up losing the fight, but just showing that he was willing to keep getting back up, even though he knew he was unprepared and probably didn't put in the work that he knew he should have. And after the fight, when Patterson had some time to think about it, he was quoted as saying, every fighter should be a little afraid of what could happen to him because fear makes your mind sharper. When you have nothing to fear, your mind becomes dull. And then he came to the conclusion where he said, I've lost the championship. Floyd Patterson lost the championship. Johansson, hats off to him, but he didn't necessarily beat him as much as Floyd lost to himself. And I think in most situations, especially in boxing, this would be the end of the story. This would be it. Um, In all history at that time, anyone who had the heavyweight title belt and then lost it, they never regained it. It just wasn't, it just didn't happen. Um, So they, they were washed up, they retired, you know, maybe they'd fight some smaller fights, but that was, that was it. And Patterson then spent the next few weeks, you know, probably doing what we'd all do. Uh, Myself, I'd probably go to Chipotle and probably get that double burrito day going on and just mope around and feel really sorry for ourselves and the defeat that we, that we probably put at our own hands. And he pouted. The minutes felt like hours. um, And I think we're all going to have that moment where we fail. Well, how long is the gap from the moment of accepting that we fit, that we hit failure to fighting against the next failure. Um, I think the true failure is when you fail and then you don't learn anything. Now, congratulations. You've just failed twice, uh, failed the first time and then failed to pick up any lessons thereafter. And then it all kind of changed when he got a letter from a man named Archie Moore. So Archie Moore was another boxer at the time. And the thing about Archie Moore is Archie Moore got knocked out very, very badly uh, against Floyd Patterson not that long before, and he actually lost his title to Floyd Patterson. And so I think about Archie Moore. Archie Moore really should have been relishing the fact that Floyd, Pat- Floyd Patterson got his ass kicked. He really probably at that time could have gone to Twitter, tweeted out some creative thing about how the person that beat him got their tail whooped, and he would have got a ton of popularity from it. I even think for myself, too, is if someone who's beaten me, they go on to lose to someone else, I treat it like I beat that person. When the fact is, I wouldn't have beaten either person. I lost to the loser. But Archie Moore is different because Archie Moore wrote a letter at this time. And I'm, let me just read this. Let me read this letter um, that Archie Moore wrote to Floyd Patterson. He said, if you can concentrate your jab and move around this guy, you can be the first one to regain the crown. 
you can do it. Your friend, Archie Moore. And Archie Moore, so Archie Moore did this. Archie Moore wrote this letter, and that's the thing about the letters. No one knew he wrote the letter. It just was sent to Floyd Patterson. He wasn't looking for credit. He wasn't looking to be the good guy in the situation. It was just his character being reflected in a really secretive situation. Um, and that's the thing about happy and peaceful people. Happy and peaceful people, they just seem to keep doing the work without anyone really knowing it. See, most happy people don't need to know. Most happy people don't need to let you know that they're happy people because they are. They're just not even thinking about you. They're not thinking about us. They're just happy, peaceful people. And the opposite of that is what we what the phrase that I love is someone who's an energy vampire, somebody who you may have surrounded yourself with that just seems to suck away your peace, suck away your happiness, suck away your joy for their own drama and everything that they have going on in their lives. And the interesting thing about boxing in the situation for me is when you look at someone who's walking into the ring, they're surrounded by people. Well, who are they surrounding themselves with? It seems to me some people that they're boxing and other athletes surround themselves with are people that are actually inferior to them, but make them feel superior. You know, they're the, they're the big fish in the small pond. Um, and so I think that's when it also changed for Floyd Patterson is he changed himself and his surroundings and he surrounded himself by superior people. Um, and just changing, changing that. And he also watched film. He investigated his failures. He, as hard as it was, he watched the, he watched the fight, learned from it and took from it. And a year later in June, 1960, Floyd Patterson had a rematch with Ingemar Johansson. Floyd knocked him out halfway through the fifth round. He hit him so hard, it took Ingemar five minutes to regain consciousness. It's just how hard and devastating the blows were that he, that he gave him. At that time, he became the first to regain a heavyweight title. There have been only four since then that have regained a heavyweight title after losing it. There's only been, in other words, four that have bounced back from de defeat to conquer the crown again. And that's the thing about failure. We're all going to blow it. Uh, we're all going to show up for an interview, a workout, a test, whatever it is, completely unprepared, thinking we got it, and then being, getting caught with our pants down. We may lose to relapse. We may cave into old habits, uh, self-hatred. Uh, we may lose our temper with our wife. Or wife, <laughs> I almost said wives. Um, you need to fix that. Just have one wife and don't lose your temper with her. But when you do lose your temper with her, realize, realize that it's part of failure and it's going to happen. Even the greats, Jackie Robinson wasn't always Jackie Robinson. Tiger wasn't always Tiger. Martin Luther King wasn't always Martin Luther King. These men had failures and that's the celebration of humanity. We're going to fail, but how are we going to get back up? We will be beaten, um, but the thing about bouncing back is it takes discipline. And the thing about discipline is discipline never fails us. It's just sometimes we fail it. We think we're ready. And that's the thing. If you're a good, if you're a good sword fighter, but you meet a better sword fighter, you're dead. That's it. When you're not practicing, someone's out there practicing, they're getting better and they'll find you. And they'll kill you. And uh, so losing is going to happen, but I just don't think being a loser is 
is something that has to happen. Losing isn't up to us, but being a loser is, in other words. And the other thing I didn't tell you about Ingmar Johansson is that man was 26-2. and two. That man was 26-2 and two in his career. He wasn't a slouch. I mean, some people could argue about who he, who he went up against, but the, regardless, he was 26-2 and two and he had two losses to one person. You guessed it, Floyd Patterson. And I think the lesson, as I just close up shop here, is we're never going to stay undefeated long in life. Life has a way and will have a way of inflicting serious pain on us. It's just a matter of when. You see, the man who has leverage on his soul and the person who he is is really hard to kill. Uh, Both his body and his spirit and his mind, he's just hard to kill. He may get knocked down, but he's hard to kill. It doesn't matter how much money or fame you have. Life is going to inflict, like I said, it's going to inflict pain. It's going to punch you in the pa- punch you in the face. It's going to leave you for dead. But we're all going to have to step in the arena. We're all going to get knocked down in the arena in front of everyone. But just get back up and get back at it. <laughs>